Good morning, Rabbi Isai. How's everybody doing? Ah, today's shir is sponsored Le'ili Nishmas, my mother, Ruzbas Mordechai, and in honor of Shia Greenfield. He spent more money this month on all the sponsorships than he did last month. <laughs> right, right. Shia Greenfield from Green Star Electrical Contracting, who sponsored the whole month last month of turning the DAF. Obviously, business is going really well, and he's not really 40 years old. He's only like 39. His birthday is in, in Tubishvat. But whatever, any excuse, he ran out of yard sites. He pushed ran out of yard sites. All right, so it should be a tremendous mazel shia. You should give us uh, all brachas. And uh, today's shia is sponsored by Ira Greenstein. Mazel tov to Tamar, Elisheva, and somebody just uh, put something on the, sh- on the chat so I couldn't read an LEO on your marriage a Thursday night. I'm looking ahead so I don't have to turn around awkwardly this way. But yeah, that chat is going crazy. It's unbelievable. Ah, from Avi Mendelbaum. Shkoyach Avi. In case you want to know who Avi Mandelbaum is, he's the one that talks before the shear. And everybody else listens. So, today is Daf Lamed Hey, and we have an email from Rafal Nelson. Dear Beli Shlita, Rava Goin, Chulu Vechulu. He got his Achtara uh, from, he got his Lashen from Harry Shalom from California. This is what it says in my Stender uh, he sent me. I used to watch this share on the way to work, in the car, at home, after work, but not anymore. Listen to this, everybody. This is very important. Ben Schwartz said that his wife set aside time and made sure not to schedule any patients. Ben Schwartz is a dentist. She doesn't schedule any patients from 2.15 to 3.15 p.m. New York Standard Time, or otherwise known as in-town time, so he can be part of the sheer live. So I figured, why shouldn't I do the same? Rabbi Sai, we're learning from each other. Everybody gets chizuk one from another. So he's also, I post a sign in my office door saying, in a meeting, and join the live shear. It's an absolute game changer. Yehuda Nelson. P.S. I've added a picture of my setup. I forgot to print it tomorrow, Bezer Hashem. What? The, yeah, that's the night share. The night share here, 9.15, is 2.15 in New York. Beautiful. Uh, one more quick one from James Saka. Thank you for today. Yes, it's the same Saka family. I said, I, I noticed the name. It's uh, very familiar. My brother Sandy's daughter married Tzvi Friedman. What is funny that I myself never learned Gemara and I decided to do only the eight minute recap. But boy, so this is also tremendous, Musar Haskell. Tremendous. And I was doing it all along until Shabbos Daf 85 or 86, where you guys didn't make an eight minute video. So you think it's a terrible thing. We didn't make an eight-minute video. You know what happened? So I decided to do the full shear. And since then, I now study it myself, then listen to the YouTube shear in the morning, and then go back for the afternoon. So from eight minutes, it became close to two hours. It's unbelievable. I mentioned to my brother about trying it out, and he did one class, and he said he knew Ellie, and that's is his wife's cousin, small world. And by the way, now my brother listens every day. Shabbat Shalom, James Saka. Amazing. All right, Zok the Gemara. If you are joining us, you weren't here last night. I feel bad. I usually don't do this much of Shabbos, but it was like smack in the middle of the sukkah. So we're holding like two, four, six, eight, ten lines down on Lamed Heyom Ten lines down. Sorry, 
Rabbi Rav Yosef, the Amru Tavayru. So we have a new Pshat in our Mishnah. So what happened there? The Mishnah says if a person puts his Eruv in a closet, in a Migdal, a closet, locks the door of the closet and forgets where he put the key, he cannot access his Eruv. So Tanakhama says it's a good Eruv, Rabbi Lezah says it's not a good Eruv. What is the Machlaikas? So we had Pshat number one yesterday. They were talking about a closet built out of stone, but the only thing holding the stones together is avir. Here, easy to break it down and access it. And we are talking about yantif only. Okay, noob shot. We're not talking about a yantif. We're talking about Shabbos as well. And the closet is made out of wood. And what's the Shiloh? The Mar Sovar Klihu. Now we're talking about a very large closet, like we described, remember, in the demonstration, Chido Teva Umigdal. Migdal is a closet. And we said then during the demonstration that the box is larger than 40 saw. So if it's larger than 40 saw, perhaps in that sugya, it's not a Kli. That's what we're going to come out today as well. So Achim Migdal Shalaitzaskin, a very large box, more than 40 saw. The Mar Sovar Klihu. So, one man the holds it's a cleave, ain binyan bekalim, ain steer bekalim. So the Tanakhama holds that it's a cleave, and therefore there's no concept of breaking and building a cleave. And therefore you're permitted to break it on Shabbos to get to your Eruv. So it's not a problem. What's the problem? That you can't get to the bread. Break it open. You get to your bread. Umar Savar, but Rebeleza holds, oil who? It's not a kli anymore, it's more like an oil. It's just a covering. And so so what we gain here is that this whole question, this, like when, it, when we learned the Pshad and the Mishnah yesterday, I mentioned, hey, Yantif, so how does it fit into Mesechtas Erevin? We're talking the whole Mesechtas, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. And all of a sudden you're, telling, you're sticking in here a Mishnah that belongs in some other, in Megillah, I don't know where, in the Pesachim. You bring it here in Mesech Tzerev, and so now this fits in better. It's referring to an Erev on Shabbos. So, Umar Sovar Oyelu Ubeplukta Dahanetanoi, and this is a machlokes that we had. This not. We're talking about Azov Hikish Al Gabe Shido Teva Umigdo. So, if it's Zov bangs on a door. So if he bangs on a door, what happens? The door becomes, it becomes tummy. Whatever the, if, he touches the, if he touches a kli, he's a zav. So it should be tummy. So what's going on here? Hikish. He banged on the door. So why shouldn't it become tummy? Explains Rashi. He was wearing a glove. See? He touched, if he touches like this, so he's not really touching. So the only thing that he could do is give it a bang. If he gives it a bang and it shakes and moves it, now it's heses. All right, so he gave it a good move. And Rabbi Nechemia and Rabbi Shimon say it's tar. So let's think, what, what could be the Mechlechus passing here? 
Masovar, Tanakama holds Klihu. And if it's a Kli, it's just a vessel, a vessel's Makabal Tumah. Umar Sovar, Emnim Chemyer, Rav Shimon hold Oil Hu. Oh, so it fits right in to our Machlokes. That's what we said, right? Machlokes, whether it's a Kli or if it's an oil. It's so big, it can't be a Kli. It must be an oil. It's like a, it's like a, a house of some sort. Omer No, I don't like this pshat. Votanyom, it says regarding Azov, oil viniset, tome. If, even if it's something huge, like a tent, like a massive thing, it's not a Kli, but you're able to move it. Why are you able to move it? It wasn't secured to the ground properly. He was able to move it to Zav. Tommy. In other words, we don't care. There's no difference between a Kli and an oil. It's one Shaila. Could you move it or not move it? Oil, then he say, Tommy. Even if it's an oil, but you moved it, it's Tommy. Kli, then he say, you take a Kli, you take a little coffee mug, but you cement it into the ground and he can't move it. Tar. In other words, everybody agrees to this. Zaklal, meaning even Rabbi Nechemya and Rabbi Shimon agree. Niseit machmas koichoi tomei. If it moves from his power, it's tomei machmas reodotar. Imagine that guy that we saw. They took him out with a crane from the second floor in Brooklyn somewhere. And he's walking next to something and he causes an earthquake. That's a ra'ada. Tar. If, the, if it starts shaking, literally shaking because he, he, he's stomping on the ground, tar. Why is that tar? But he made a move. Because this is a koyach koychoy. It's an indirect force. It's a force of a force. He hit the ground, which in return hit the kli, and then it moved. So Abai says, I don't like this pshat. You can't make any nafkimina between a kli and an oil. They're all the same. If he touches it and moves it, it, it it's, it's tamay. If it doesn't move it, I don't care how small it is, it's tar. End the story. Elo Omar Abaya. Yes. If I move something because of his direct power, it's tamay. Machmas If it's from a koyach koychoy, an indirect force, tar. It's a little bit confusing, the Lushan here, because it's using the same word, ra'ada, ra'ada, but over here, ra'ada is talking about a vibration. Imagine if you walk over to a telephone pole, a metal, you know, one of those metal poles in the middle of the street, and give it a good punch, so you'll hear like a vibration. You're not moving it really, but it like it starts making a noise. That's what we're talking about over here. So if you make, create a vibration, you actually hit it. Not from stomping on the ground next to it. You actually hit it. So it's, not, it's not moving. You don't see it shaking at all. But something's going on. And that's is whether a vibration caused by a force is considered a heset and it's tummy or not. Now, if it's more than 40 saw, then, then it's an oil, and it's not an Eruv. If it's less, it is. So what, what's the mach like this? And by the way, Tesis just points out here, so why don't we just say the mach like this is whether or not Yesh binyin vestir bekelem, like the Gemara brought before in the beginning of the sugya. So Tais says that, that can't be because that's actually machlekes bisham bisil. The Gemara didn't want to get into that. Fine. 
Abayi berobed amr tavayu b'manul ukotir b'misna askinon. We're talking about somebody locked the door with a rope. Now, if he could undo it with his hand, okay, great. The problem is, if he could undo it with his hand, it's a good area. If he has access to it, he'll just go like this and, and open it. But you need a good knife. And here's the machloikis, a familiar machloikis that we had in Masech the Shabbos. Tanakama Sovarlo, the Tanakhama holds like Rabbi Yossi, the Omar Kola, Kalim Nitolim Bishabos, Chutz, Mimasur Hagodo, the Yossi Shomachresho. Every Kli in the world is not Mukto besides these guys. The, the very large saw that you cut wood, this is Muksa Machmas Chisarin Kis. You don't allow other people, you don't lend this to your neighbor. This is not something, this is your business, you cut lumber. Or, the little, the knife, or whatever you want to call it, at the end of your plow, this is an expensive tool. Without this, if somebody damages it, you're not going to have any food. You don't lend this out. This is muksim machmas chesarinkis. These are the things, in other words, anything that's muksim machmas chesarinkis. You don't let your children play with it, it's not a toy, you don't lend it out so easily. Muksim machmas chesarinkis. Any other cleed that you have, and certainly a kitchen knife, is not muksim. So if I want to use my kitchen knife, to cut the rope. Great, go ahead. What's the other svara? If you recall from Mesech the Shabbos. Even clothing. Even a spoon. So everybody holds, everybody. Rebelezer holds that even a kli that you would think is most innocent looking clean in the world, a spoon, and also a kitchen knife, is mukta if you're not using it to cut chicken. So you can't take a kitchen knife and cut a rope. That's not what it's meant for. It was meant to smear butter on your bread, to cut the chicken, but not to do something like that. And if you want to use it to cut the lock, it's mukta and it's also Now, let's look at Rashi for a second. Very, very important Rashi here. It's a, it's a good few lines, but it's kedai to see inside. Rashi dibro maskal uboi sakina lemifske smack in the middle of the page. It says Rashi, the other motzi lemifske biyade. If he could cut it with his hand, shaper domi afilu rebelazer dein chaticha asura elu b'mechubar. Cutting is only usher when you, you have something attached to the ground. Avad hacha mekalkel hu shari. Over here, he's being destructive. He's, he's damaging something, so therefore it's mutter. If you have a seal on a kli, it's no problem. You break it. Now, over here, is in our case, you're breaking oil, you're breaking the kli, and that is because it looks as if you're breaking something. It's not really breaking a real building. You're just trying to open up a door by cutting the rope. Says Rashi, this is the point I wanted to bring out here. So again, since it's only because it looks like you're breaking, we're talking about an Eruv. And the whole point of an Eruv is that moment of Ben Hashmashes. 
And during Ben Hashmashos, according to Rebbe, we don't care if you're over Isur de Rabbanon. Says the Mishnah, Nizgalgil Chutzlatchum, Nafalol of Galil Nisraf. So what happened? You have an Eruv. You place the Eruv 2,000 Amas away from your house. And then it rolls away. It gets blown away by the wind. So it's 2,001 Amas away from you. So now you have a very big problem. And Taisus says a very interesting thing. If you look at the last, last lines in Taisus, Taisus says that Rabbanim did him a favor by not allowing this Erev to take effect. Because if it would take effect, this individual would be stuck right where he is. Remember that story with Reb Meir that a guy came to him and said, look, I, I'm trying to go to, uh, what was it called? The Irdin, something. And he, and he said, I made an Erev with an with onion. And Reb Meir said, okay, stay right over here. You're not moving. You can't move. And the Gemara said, okay, he, was, he used the leaves of the, the onion. But the point is that if you don't have a good Erev, it's out of the Tchum, your Erev, so where you are, you're not allowed to be. You're with, without an Erev, so you're stuck. You only have your four Amas, says Taisus. Very interesting. So sort of like Chacham do you a major favor here. And they say, we're going to ignore this Erev since it blew away. It's not an Erev. And Bemela, at least you, could, you have a little bit of space on Shabbos. You can move 2,000 in each way. You can't use that 2,000 Amas. You can't use that Erev and go from there 2,000 Amas. But at least from your house, you can move around in any direction. Otherwise, if we would say that that Erev is a good Erev, where is that Erev? 2,001 Amma where you are. And you're not, you're, you don't have a connection with it. So you're stuck. You only have four Amma, says Taisus. I thought it's a very nice Yisoy. Says, says the Mishnah, is chum. If your Erev rolled out of where you are, or nafalol of Gal, a pile of bricks fell on top of it. You can't get it. You can't reach it. Oynisraf, or burnt, you certainly can't get to it because it's burnt. Truma venitmas. You made an Erev out of Truma, even if you stroll, we said, you could use Truma for an Erev. And it became Erev. Certainly, if you discovered all of this before Shabbos, it never had a chance to, to grab on. You have to be able to grab, that Erev has to be chal during Ben Hashemashas, and Friday afternoon is nothing. All this happened before Friday, your Erev burnt before Shabbos comes in. No good. That's what we said. As long as you are one moment in Benashmashas, it's a great Erev. Like we said yesterday, a perfect case is if Yontif is on Friday and then you have Shabbos and you're concerned that an animal is going to eat your Erev, so a couple of moments after complete darkness, after Benashmashas, you take your Erev and you bring it home. You protect it. And then the following day, right before Shkia, you run back to the Erev place, you put it down, and now it's going to work for the next day. The point is, all you need an Erev to be chal is one moment during Ben Hashmashas. So, I don't care that it got burnt. I don't care that it became Tomei. You had a good Erev. Im Suffolk. Oh, now we're going into a sugya of Suffolk. I don't know what happened. I don't know when it burnt. I have no idea. It's 2,000 amas away. When I showed up there, it's burnt to a crisp. Did it happen before Shabbos? Did it happen after Shabbos? Did it happen in Shabbos? I have no idea. Remeir, 
So Remeirim, you say, this is a donkey and a camel. Meaning, a donkey, you, you're behind the donkey. That's how you, when you lead, you don't need a donkey. You go behind the donkey. You have to give it a good few zets in, in its rear. You know, you make it move. A camel, the opposite. You're standing in front of the camel. Now I went on Google, and I looked for a picture. I could only find one picture. And unfortunately, it looked like this. Now, this is illegal. Because if you look closely, it has all these marks here. I don't know, could you see? Zoom in a little bit, Gary. Could you see this? You see the watermarks all over? Watermarks, fine. But it was such a perfect picture. I, could, I couldn't, I like, what am I going to do? I can't. It's kind of illegal, and I can't even talk about that it's illegal, because that's like cheating also. So I went ahead, and I, I ordered it. I, I bought it. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're transmitting. Yeah. No. No. Awesome. Now look, look at this. Whatever, a couple thousand, under, under $2,000. It was Kadai for this year. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, no. But look, it says over here. Oh, it doesn't, I have it in an email. This is in Brooklyn, so I thought maybe he's a from guy. So certainly now I steal from him. Anyways, here's the picture. I, no, I love the picture. Yeah. I, I don't do this often. We try to find the free ones. Oh, it's good. It's good. But look at this. This is exactly what the Gemara is saying. The donkey is in front. He's in the back. So what? Uh, oh, once I, once I have the picture, I, I had, to, had to go all out on this picture. So if you look over here, look at this picture for a second. Th this is what we're talking about. The... <laughs> Levy said, the guy that owns the picture goes, who in the world bought this picture and why? <laughs> oh, they, might be, they must be doing that behind me. Here's your house. You place your Eruv 2,000 Amas away. You're allowed to go 2,000 Amas in any direction. This way, this way, this way. So you put your 2,000 Amas, to your, your, your Chala, your Eruv, 2,000 Amas away from your house. That gives you an additional 2,000 Amas because we pretend that this is where you're living on Shabbos. What that does is that it doesn't allow you to go 2,000 Amas this way. You're stuck. This is the end of your Tchum. It's also for you to go 2,000 Amas this way. Why? Because now this becomes your house. And you can go 2,000 Amas this way and 2,000 Amas this way, but not past the house this way. Says the Gemara, because we have a Suffolk, we don't know if this is your Eruv, and if this is your Eruv, you could go this way and this way. And we don't know if it's not your Eruv, so now you live here and you can go this way and this way. So what do we do? We make you into a camel into a donkey. We say that you're in the front and you're in the back, but that's it. So you're allowed to go from your house to your Eruv, but you cannot go from your house that way and you can't go from your Erev this way. You are stuck, Miss Suffolk. The Suffolk limits you to this area between your house and your Erev, between your camel and your donkey. Now, what's very interesting is that the Suffolk is worse than Avadai. Had you known for sure that it's not an Erev, then, then you could go in any direction from your house. Like the Rabbi Yonah says, talking about tshuva, and Rabbi Yonah says that 
When it comes to Ashim Talui, Ashim Talui is more expensive than a Khatas. It has a price tag on it. You have to spend X amount of Shkolam on your Ashim Talui. A Khatas could be for free. Because of the Ashim Talui, you're suffix. Since you don't know if you're over and Aveira or not, that's worse than knowing for a fact that you're over and Aveira. Rabbi Yoisi, Rabbi Shimon Oimrim, Suffolk Erev Kosher. So, Suffolk Erev Kosher, it's a good Erev. Omer Rabbi Yoisi, Avtumus Heyid Mishum Chamisha Skenim Al Suffolk Erev Shikosher, MMA I could go in every direction from my Erev. This is my Erev. I go here, I go there, because even the five Skenim said, if you have a Suffolk in an Erev, it's a good Erev. Says the Gemara on his Gagel Chuzla Tchum. If your Erev rolled out of the Tchum, passed you, now it's 2,001 Amos away from you. So this is the famous Rava we've been discussing a lot, and here it is. This is the, this is the source. We brought this as the Rava, but Rava says that once you place, once you decide where you're residing on Shabbos, you get automatically four Amos in every direction, and therefore, that's why if your if your Erev rolls 2001 Amas, like I said before, that's not a problem according to Rava because you have four freebie Amas. And Rashi says, let's say a guy has a house, a huge house, it's a thousand Amas. So I can walk to the end of my house and from there I start my 2000 Amas. I don't care how big my house is. My house could be... So I, I really have, I have 3,000 Amas, if that's the case. I go, I, I enter my house, I take a train to the end of my house, which is 1,000 Amas later, and then I walk from there, 2,000 Amas. So to over here. This is your domain, this is your residence. So the Tchum starts from this line on. It doesn't start from here, wherever you place your, your Erev on the tree. It starts from where your house ends. Your house ends here, you go from there. So Mamela, if my Erev rolls off the tree and rolls into this back somewhere, I'm still good. It's within my residence. If a pile of stones falls on top of your Erev, you have no access to it. The Havamina was. But if I want, I could physically move the stones away and get to it. What is that called? Mukta. And why is that okay? According to the Tanakama, it's fine. I'm allowed to move the stones. So when the Mishnah says, It's not a good Eruv. It doesn't go according to Rebbe. Rebbe says that if you just over Isidurabanon, which is Muktza, Muktza is the Rabbanon, and your Eruv has to take place during Ben Hashemoshas, it's not a problem according to Rebbe. Right? Yesterday we already decided that the Mishnah is Rebbe and Rabbanon. The first part is Rebbe, second part is Rabbanon. Basically we don't go like Rebbe. You could say that this Mishnah goes according to Rebbe and according to Rebbe it's not a problem to move Mukta. Over here we have a different problem. Since I need to come on to tools, so the tool is no law. We're not discussing the Rabbanans now. Now we're talking about the Raisa. Either it's Baina or it's Chayresh. You're preparing it to plow. Whatever the Isser is here, it's the Isser Raisa.
And it's a deraisa, ben is we don't allow you to do it, and therefore this Erev is not an Erev. What happened? Right during ben you have a pile of stones, and you're saying, well, move the stones with a shovel. You're not allowed to. Ben you're not allowed to do is a deraisa. If it was just a question of mukta, I could just lift up a, a one-pound stone and move it away, and that's mukta. Then you're right. According to Rebbe, this would be a perfect Erev, because all you're doing is this the Rabbanon. But since you're using a tool, so the tool creates here is a deraisa, of either Baina or Chayresh. Utsricha. Now why do I need all these cases in the Mishnah? Nafala of Gal, a pile of stones fall on, or it got burnt, or it's Truma. What's going on here? Says Gemara, the is Galgal, Mishum de If I only say the case of stones, it's because I can't get to it. Uh, sorry, Mishum de It's not in his, it's not in his domain. Avonafala of Gal, but a pile of stones fell over the Isiga Bay. It's within his domain, it's within his Rishos. He just doesn't have access to it, but it's within his house, so to speak. And if it only says stones, I can't get to it, even if I want to get to it, because it's covered. But why did it roll away? Because let's say a wind came and blew it, so now a wind will come and blow it this way, right back into your Rishos. So therefore, it should be Erev right now. What's the third case? You use Truma, and it became Tomei. Why do I need a third case? Says the Gemara, we're turning to the Aflamet Hayom, the base sponsored by Asher. And make it a great day. And by Dr. Listhaus, we'll call him Atzadik Mordechai Yosef Ben Aaron Listaus. So, why does it say the, the case of Nisraf? It's not even here anymore, it's gone. The Rabbi is Mekel, even though it's not here. It's not, it doesn't exist anymore. Rabbi Yossi says it's a good Eruv. So, that it's here, it's right in front of you, and Remeir and Yehuda both hold that it's not a good Eruv, even if it's in front of you, that's how, that's how machmer they are. Ask the Gemara. Does Remeir hold that if you have a Suffolk, what happened? He doesn't know when it burned, he doesn't have any idea. It's possible it happened before Shabbos, it's possible after Shabbos, because it's a Suffolk, not an Eruv. Vasnan. We learned in a mission that a mayor holds that when you have a suffix, you go to Kula. You have a person who's Tomei who was Tevel in a mikvah. Suffolk, Tevel, Suffolk, Litav. We don't know whether he got his, all his hair into the mikvah. Whatever it is, Suffolk. A bunch of Sveikas now. Exactly. Okay, fine. We're not going to go there. But there's other things. Like he doesn't know. His hand might have stuck, whatever. He thought about it afterwards. He realized, hey, I might, it might have been a boo-boo. Maybe I was floating and I didn't realize. Suffolk tova bar boim saw. Suffolk le tova bar boim saw. This is a bigger, this is a, we can understand this more. He's not sure if the mikveh had the full 40 saw. V'chein shnei mikvahis. And he went to like one of these beautiful mikvahis. He heard later on Shabbos, the year, one of them didn't have 40 saw. He's not, he's not sure which one he went into. But he has a suffix on his tefillah. 
Sveikoi, Tomei. Suffolk is Tomei. Bemedvar Mamurim, Betumo Chamuro. That's only in a Tumade Raisa. That we say that as a Chazakami Kara, you use his status as right before he went into the mikvah. What was his status? What was his chazaka? He was tummy. So he continues being tummy. Avol betumakala, but a really light tumma, which is the rabbana on kigoyim. And Rabbi said we had all of this in Masech the Shabbos. If you recall, the Shmonasa Dovar, the 18 enactments that they enacted in the attic of Chananya ben Chizkiyo, kigoyim shochala cholim tmeim. Right, with the rice of food cannot make a person tummy. But he ate food that made. That's Tomei. Vishasa Mashkin Tomei, and he drinks liquids that are Tomei. Vabaroisha Virube Bemaim Shuvim. Or he went to a mikvah from, from not rainwater, drawn water, sink water. So you think, what's the big deal? He went to a mikvah. So, where's the source? He went to a mikvah. No, it makes you Tomei. Oshin of La Roshva Rubish Lishalugim Maim Shuvim. Or, if he's a Tulyaim, whatever the Sugi over there was that. Water fell on his head, three log, or in a case that he had the suffix philo in the rabbanon, he doesn't know if the mikveh had 40 saw. He went into one of the two, and he's not sure which one of the two he went into. One had 40 saw, one didn't have. Oh, so you see me, the rabbanon. Tahar. And who is this? This is Remeir. Who else is it? Anonymous Mishnah. Remeir. And we're saying that a suffix is Tomei. A suffix is Machmir. A suffix is not an Eruv. What's an Eruv? The Rabbanon over here. The Rabbanon is Tahar. Says the Gemara. Beautiful answer. That's part of it. Okay. This answers it. We're not dealing with, our mission is not dealing with uh, Eruv, that's the Rabbanon. We're dealing with Tchum. And Tchum, according to Ramey, is the Raisa. Who else says that Tchum is the Raisa? Who's the famous one that says? Very good. Rebbe Kiv is the one that says that a Tchum is the Raisa. Who's Ramey's Rebbe? Very good. Rebbe Kiva. So it makes a lot of sense that Rebbe oh, holds that Tchum is the Raisa. Like his Rebbe. Oh, does it make sense? If it made sense, great. But the Savar made Tchum the Raisa. Does he really hold that? But Nan, Imein Yochel have Leoy. Beautiful. We're going to see a whole sugi in Daphnun Ches, Noyach. But look at this. Ah. No, I didn't pay for this one. This is beautiful. This is the horseshoe bend. I always wanted to go there one day. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And uh, I think it's in Utah. No, no share from you there. Uh, before that, we're going to the safari. Anyway, a guy wants to make his Arab. He wants to be over here. He needs to make an Arab. He needs to hang out right here. What is he going to do? So he takes a rope that's 5-0 amma. This is how they measure, right? We're going to get a, it's a whole sugi. We don't have to do it. But the point is, he takes a rope that's 50 amma, and he keeps on measuring 2,000 amma. Now, obviously, this is quite a span. But let's just roll with me here. So he takes this rope that's 50 amma. What he should do, really, is he should go down the cliff, across the water, and up again. That's how he should measure. How is he going to get here? 
He doesn't have a helicopter. How is he going to get down? He is going to walk down, swim across, climb up. No. We're going to be nice to him. His tchum is only the blue line. That's all. That's all he has to measure. Okay? So he does this. In this case, all in this case of the Rabbanon, we drill out the mountain. Meaning, so if a person is climbing a mountain, what he could do is, he could, he could take a rope that's uh, four amas, and he goes from his shoe, from his toes, to the stomach. From the toes to the stomach. And that's how he, that's how he does the mountain. He doesn't have to go this way. So says the Gemara, but if in fact Rimeir holds that a tchum is a doiraisa, like you're telling me, that he holds like Rabbi Akiva, that tchumim is doiraisa, right? Everybody else argues on this. These are all leniencies to go across instead of going all the way down. When it comes to ir miklot, right? Somebody kills somebody else, b'shoigig. And the family, take care, Yosef, I really missed you, it's good to see you. The family has the right to take revenge, but if he hides out in the miklot, or in miklot, he's good. And the halacha is that as long as he's in the city, he's fine, nobody can touch him, nobody can harm him. But the city has a 2,000 ama extension. So how do you measure this, this extension? Not with these tricks of going across and going. You cannot use that because Ori Miklat is a halacha If you find a body and you're not sure which city is responsible for the murder, you have to measure which cities. If they're both identical in distance, you bring a calf and chop, chop. They do that Rufa business. It doesn't work in Doiraiso. So if it's Doiraiso, your Tchumim, this wouldn't work either. And you're telling me, Remeir is the one that says, it's okay. You could do Mikadrin. What? Is he talking to me? Is it somebody else outside? Ah, so sorry. His, his, his Rebbe is the one that said that a tchum is medrabanon and mekadrin, and you could do this shtick with this rope, go across instead of down and around. That he said in the name of his Rebbe. He was saying it, but he said in the name, it's his Rebbe. Over here, he holds that a tchum is the raisa. Yeah, one of them, but he learned by... Yeah, but don't you remember, Rebbe Kiva was makil, he took his talmidim, and he's, after the 24,000, he took these... He took these yeah, yeah. Look, they had different 100%. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
But why is it that the race, the race, you you can't measure a certain way? You can't be lenient because of the race. So too in an eruv, if it's a derisa, you can't be lenient. You can't use any leniencies in a derisa. This, they told you, don't don't make yourself meshuga. You're not going to start going up ladders and, and using ropes and, and, and it involves 300 people and, and, and all sorts of equipment. Just do it the simple way here. Here's your tchum. End the story. Why are they so lenient? It's a derais and derais is you can't be lenient. You have to take whatever it takes to make. The, the answer is because the chayra, a neiruv is not deraisa. But Rameir says it is deraisa. So how do, we, how do you explain it? It says the Gemara, they konami and I'll prove it to you. They konami b'zu omar shamati Rameir says, I heard. In other words, he's quoting his Rebbe. Whoever his Rebbe is. I don't think he's quoting Acher. You could be lenient and, and measure, uh, what, what do they call it? The ear space, the um, uh, ear uh, line of sight. You know, not go following the terrain. But he's only quoting his Rebbe. I myself don't hold like that, says the Gemara. Remeir doesn't hold like that. Shmami, Remeir holds it to the Raisa, and you cannot be Mekader. His Rebbe, Shemati, I heard from somebody. I myself don't hold like that. Says the Gemara, we're going to have a Kasha on Remeir and a Kasha on Rebbe Tomorrow, I'm sorry, you're going to have to, I, I, I don't like, you know, leaving the island halfway through the story. The who? The cliffhanger. But tomorrow, Beis Hashem, we're going to see Rebbe Yossi's Kasha on the top of the page. We have a kasha here in Rebbeir. This not. Noga bechod velaylo. Terrible story. He was touching his friend at night. He was trying, let's say, to calm him down. No, it, may, it makes sense. His friend is in pain and agony. He has uh, uh, whatever. He's dying from a machla. And he's like, you know, take it easy. Akashbuch will help. Everything's good. He has no idea if the guy's alive or dead. What happened? Rosh Hashanah, the year before, Akash said, he's not going to make it. It's like, uh, I forgot who said it. Rebbe Pian said that when you have Meiser, you take your animals, go out one by one from the, um, from the gate. You count one, two, and then the tenth one comes, you're supposed to splash red paint on him. That, that sheep, says Rebbe Pian, goes and starts playing with his friends. He has no idea that on his back he has a red mark. He doesn't hop that in five minutes they're taking him out of the shechting him. He's a miser. He's a nebuch. We, on Rosh Hashanah, we eat the simonim. It's a gishmak. Simonim. It was a, a beautiful batakeya. Everything was great. Menachem the whole thing. And we don't hop that <laughs> we just got the red thing. We've we got to do true. We've got to like, go into the bath and rub it off. Rub that, that red ink off. Otherwise, they're going to hop that I'm the miser. Then take me away. You have to do tshuva. Unbelievable. I think it's Rebbe Yolopian. This, this guy died. My wife heard me learning this, the sugya, and she's like, I understand, like what? How did he die? I understand how he died. Kids are trying to explain to her, we're just talking halacha here. It's not, didn't it actually happen? Whatever, fine. So Remeir holds, uh, sorry, Remeir says, Tar, why? Chazaka, that yesterday he was still alive. So when you touched him, the Chazaka, that, what was the status quo? Status quo is alive. Now he's dead. 
So Memela by Erev should be the same thing according to the Mayor. Chazaka, that the food, that everything is good. And Chacham say, no, it's Tomei. Tomei is like what we find it. Not, don't give me Chazaka as the guy was alive yesterday. Right now, Tomei. Was talking about here. I, I just found a picture from, uh, I think it was Shabbos. Where was this picture? Here's a sheretz, a dead rat on top of your food. We have testimony that this is what happened. This sheretz was on there the entire time during Benesh Moshes. No, but that's very hard to understand. If that's the case, so what's the machlaikis? Who argues on that? In other words, if you have Edim, you have Edim, so there's no Chazaka. But, but if there's Edim, why would Yosef say that it's kosher? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosef, I'll explain to you. They're explaining Rabbi Yosef's pshat. There are two sets of Edim. There's two against two. When I was 11 years old, a very kosher, I'm not going to mention his name, a very kosher, like a gadol, mamish a gadol, a person that wrote crazy about the Svarim, he gave me a fair. And he asked me, what's the halacha two against two? So I said, kemandalesa. It's as if, because I was just learning the sugya, it's as if it doesn't exist. And he said, no, it's ukma cheskosa. I said, no. I looked at it and I said, no. It's, he, got, he was so upset at me. That's why I don't want to mention his name. He goes, I said it's ukma cheskosa. I said, no. My rebbe said it's kemandalesa. To me, it meant, made sense. Two against two, you just... Cancel them out. Command Ukma Cheskoso. I didn't care. Anyway, he he was just he was furious at me. And I I was looking at this morning to see who was right because it, it seems like it seems like You don't say Ukma Cheskoso, but I don't know. He wanted maybe that sugya. I have no idea. He's a tremendous. It was a tremendous person. He's not alive anymore. I don't know what his name. So, what do we have here? So we have a shayla like this. Could you invoke your chazaka when you have two against two? Two against two, plus I have a chazaka, or no? These two and two, it's two people saying something. You can't throw in a chazaka. Oh, he was alive, he wasn't alive. Mustami was alive. There's two people saying what happened here. So ignore the chazaka. So, that's the machlaikas here. Trey or trey. And Ukmiya Cheskasa, that's what Rabbi Yaisi is going to say? Or no? We go by the, we go by the Chazaka. That's what Rameir says. Rava Omar, Hazam Trey Cheski Lekula, Vachachad Chazaka Lekula. We could do this tomorrow because it's late. But basically, Rava says that there's another Chazaka here. Fine, we'll talk about tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, Rabbi Yaisi. Shir Hamalo is from the Bas Coil. Shame, I love you, I'm a good one, 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 I